Greg Pogue out again today. John Burton, Pat and Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. We head out to Vegas, the desert. Check in with our sports betting guy, the great Brad Powers. Brad, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on, my man. Good to talk with you. I didn't realize this, that uh, the Super Bowl was the first Super Bowl played in a state where there's legalized betting. How about that? How far we've come, right, Brad? Yeah, you know what? I did not know that either, but uh, they were taking bets, I think, inside the stadium. I think there was a couple of kiosks and stuff in there were taking some big bets there. So, yeah, we have, I mean, I think people, short-term memory, uh, I mean, forget that the NFL was extremely anti-gambling just five, six years ago. Yeah, it was a record. I'm reading an article here from C- CNBC, Brad. It was a record-breaking Super Bowl for sports books as gamblers ponied up across the United States. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Super Bowl 57, first one played in the state where sports gambling is legal, and early data shows there are a lot of enthusiasm for betting on the big game. No kidding. Um, so uh, just Yeah, who would have thought? Right, right. How about that? Uh, FanDuel, who, uh, who we're associated with here at the station, said it was taking 50,000 bets per second at its peak, and DraftKings paid out $2.68 million to one better on the Chiefs win. I mean, I had Chiefs money line and I had uh, Mahomes MVP. I had some other bets that didn't come through. I was thinking about this. Kenneth Gainwell was plus, I think, like, I want to say like 1,500 for an anytime touchdown. And remember, his touchdown was was overruled, right? They looked at it and, and, and you know, he was like a half an inch short. That was a you know, lot of disappointed people when that touchdown was disallowed. Yeah, a lot of money changed hands there. And, I mean, you, you get a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of the unique type of even the popular prop bets, you know, ended up coming home for the sports books. I mean, I should say more for the public than the sports books. You know, defensive touchdown, two point attempt, two point conversion, mm. ball hitting the upright is a popular uh, a popular prop bet that you can bet. So a lot of those came through, and yet somehow all those very popular uh, prop bets. Uh, the sportsbook still had record profits, uh, you know, or, or at least you know showed a lot of profits here in the state of Nevada. Yeah, overall, what'd you think of the game, Brad? You know, I, I know everyone. Uh, you know, I've already seen all best Super Bowl ever. I mean, everyone's a prisoner. <laughs> of the moment. We are prisoners of I the mean, moment, are we not, Brad? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they do this every year, but uh, it was you know a, a really good game, borderline great game. Uh, not surprised the Chiefs won. I mean, I, I did have the Chiefs. I just thought, you know, better coach, better quarterback would probably, you know, end up winning in the end. I thought probably too much of the media narrative focused at the end of the game on, on an officiate, you know, one call. I mean, I, I don't know. The Chiefs, to me, dominated the second half. Just absolutely dominated. Oh, they scored on every half. possession, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, and they're going to kick a field goal to go up anyway. So, I mean, you still have no idea that, you know, Philadelphia would have would have tied or, or, or tried to lead. I mean, they would have been given the opportunity, but still – uh, who knows at that point? I think there was just too much emphasis on that. Uh, you know, was how was it for me? I mean, it was a loser, believe it or not. I, I did not have a good prop betting performance. Yeah, and, neither uh, did I. Even though the Chiefs, yeah, it did not come home for me. And when, when I just got done saying, you know, a lot of those popular prop bets won, that usually means I didn't do so well. So uh, <laughs> I'm usually very contrarian. So it, it did not uh, – did, did not work out for me. It was probably, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, it's probably my biggest loser I've ever had in my career. Really? Wow. Yeah. 
The great Brad Bad. Powers joins us at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. On the interweb, you can click the Bill King tab at the top of the page. Well, now that that's over, Brad, we look ahead to futures. And, you know, I just saw, I mean, Chiefs are plus 600 to win it again next year. I mean, good a, a good time to plop down some pizza money because it doesn't look like, you know, this, this, this show's going to uh, end anytime soon. You know, Reed already said, I'll be back. And, you know, Mahomes will be back. He'll be healthy next year. You could probably squeeze another good year out of Kelsey. Um, you know, the Chiefs, I think they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly deserve to be the favorite. Uh, I mean, they have, you know, they're already like a step ahead of some of the other, uh, you know, obviously not only because of they won two of the last, you know, four Super Bowls, they've been to five straight AFC championships. It's the fact that they are already paying Mahomes, and yet they're still able to, to you know, to, to win consistently. Some of these other, you know, franchises, uh, with Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts and stuff, they're going to have to figure some stuff out because they still have some really good quarterbacks that are still on their rookie deals. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it certainly starts with the Chiefs. Don't argue that they're the favorite uh, there, especially with it looks like Reed won't, won't retire. He'll be back for at least another season or two. Uh, you know, obviously, look, uh, it was a lot easier probably to do it in the 80s and 90s because you could kind of see teams on the uh, ascension in, in the NFL, like, yeah, uh, it was like the Packers couldn't get over the Cowboys, and then you know finally they were able to get it done in the mid '90s. Or you know the Cowboys couldn't beat the 49ers, and then they finally you know got over the hump over the 49ers. Uh, you know even the NBA, you know the Pistons couldn't beat the Celtics, and they finally did, and then mm-hmm. they won a couple championships and the Bulls. You just don't get that anymore. It's such a parody-driven league. So I'm certain that there's going to be three, four franchises that, that you know weren't that great this year that that are all of a sudden in the playoffs, but. If you're going to ask me, because everyone wants to bet a little to win a lot, right. I mean, if there's some franchises that can maybe take that next step, I think the two teams in the AFC for me would be the Chargers, just because I think they're going to get better offensive game uh, play calling uh, for, from Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, as a, as a franchise is on the ascension, especially in that division, which is a mess, uh, especially the other teams in that division. So Jacksonville and, and the Chargers and the AFC – NFC, I mean, the Giants really, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, but sure. I mean, I think they can only get better as a roster, and I think they got the coach now uh, in, in Dable. And, uh, you know, they, they, those would be three, four teams that, that, that I'd be looking at, to, at least right now, that can maybe make that next step. But I, I still think I'm going to start with the favorites. I mean, KC, I mean, they, the Bengals, last I checked, Joe Burrow's still there. They made yep. it two straight AFC championships. And then you got two really good rosters, arguably two best rosters. And the NFL are on the NFC and the 49ers and Eagles. I just don't think that they're going away anytime soon either. What about the Bills, Brad? I mean, you know, it's it. I thought yeah. I thought for sure this was their year. I was kind of rooting for it. I'm from upstate New York. I grew up three hours east of there. Wound up being a Giants fan, but I've always, for the most part, liked the Bills. Used to live in Buffalo. I thought this was all these things that happened to him. Demar Hamlin, their play-by-play guy, John Murphy, a good friend of mine, having a stroke. You know, the snowstorms, they had to go play in Detroit one game. A lot of distractions, but, man, I was I, I really thought this was going to be their year. That window starting to close a little bit in Buffalo? Or, you know, they still have Josh Allen, and, you know, McDermott seems like a good coach. What say you about the Bills? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm indifferent. I yeah. mean, if you really, you know, put me to the, you know, the fire, the iron to the fire, uh I, I think they're trending down. I, I think they've lost that window starting to close for them. Just, I mean, their own division, 
Uh, I think the Dolphins, once they figure out the quarterback situation, will be better. I think New England's going to get certainly better play calling on offense this upcoming season. Can't get any worse. So, yeah, I, if there's one of those top-tier teams that I think could take a step back, it's unfortunately, in my opinion, the Bills. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree with you. Brad Powers is our guest. Switching gears, talk a little college football, Brad. Uh, looking at your tweet from uh, – um, about 11, 12 hours ago, hearing whispers that more Notre Dame coaches could be leaving too. That's interesting. And uh, you said y'all are going to have to beat me to the window to bet their season win total under with Notre Dame. I know you're a big uh, fighting Irish guy. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're just, you know, striking out. I mean, they don't have an offense coordinator right now, and their offense line coach just retired. I mean, I think it was announced five minutes before the kickoff of the Super Bowl. There's a lot of negativity around the program. Well, I mean, no, no breaking news there. That's how the program has been for the last three decades. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. I'll just put it that way. And, you know, the couple of coaches that might leave, one of them being the defensive coordinator. So, I, I you know, look, I really like Marcus Freeman. I just think he's really up against as a young coach. And, I, I mean, the word was they didn't want to pay the buyouts for the Utah, uh, you know, offensive line and offensive coordinator. So, hmm. uh, they're not going to help really? the young I mean, coach that- out. That's crazy, right? Because Notre Dame, aren't they supposed to be like the Yankees? We'll do whatever we, we can to win, and we'll spend what we have to spend. No. I mean, you know what I mean? They have it. They won't They have it. They won't spend it. There's a Pirates. Wow. Uh, they just will not spend it. So, as a Notre Dame fan, I mean, I'm, I'm at the brink. Uh, and what I do I imagine. mean by that? I mean, I'm ready to enter the fan transfer portal <laughs> after 35 years. Were you even alive in 1988 when they won the uh, national championship with was, Tony Rice? I was five. I remember watching the game. I started young. I mean, I, I've been a diehard for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but it is pretty much since I the 93 team sold me, and that's the last time they had a national title championship contending team. I know right. they made the playoffs or whatever, but they've gotten blown out. But yeah, the first year that I can remember every single game was the last time they were a legitimate program. So maybe I'm the one to blame. <laughs> We're, t- we're talking with Brad Powers. Um, yeah, I mean, y- y- pretty soon you're going to be uh, starting your deep dive into these uh, uh, college spring games, right? That's an annual thing with you where you go, you watch all the spring games and uh, really start to get your evaluations in terms of, you know, win totals and that kind of stuff for the for the collegiate ranks, correct? That is correct. I know it's boring and doesn't make for good radio, but I mean, you almost have to be on top of it. I mean, there's a few spring games here in a couple of weeks. Wow. Believe it or not, uh, <laughs> early March, there's some games. So there's just constant turnover. I mean, we're talking the roster probably overturns 35, 40% on a yearly basis now. So there's a lot to learn about each team. There's now 133 teams. Hey, that's just as many as the NBA, NHL, NFL, and Major League Baseball combined. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a lot of work, and I, I'm working on it. Uh, before you guys called me, I'm working on power ratings already. <laughs> well, what are your early thoughts? Well, I mean, look, I mean, this ain't going to be breaking news. I mean, I'm going to start with Georgia. I mean, I, I actually think they got a chance to be better than last year's team. So wow. I know that hasn't been a, a three-peat, but, uh, Mike, when you – look at what they have personnel-wise, and then more importantly, look at their schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have right now early power rings. I have Georgia an average of a 33-point favorite in their games next year. Jeez. I mean, they're going to be a three-touchdown favorite in every game but one, uh, that, that being you know, a road trip to Knoxville. So I'm um, overwhelming, number one. I, I bet them already. I, I, 
there was an early number out there. It's plus 350. I, I bet Georgia to win the title. That's how much of a favorite I think they are. Wow. Well, speaking of Knoxville, what are your early thoughts on Tennessee? Uh, a lot to shake out. I mean, I thought Joe Milton acquitted himself fine last year. I think it was nice that he got a couple of starts at the end of last year. I mean, he, I thought, look, is he going to be Hendon Hooker? No. But I'm not sure that they necessarily need him. I mean, if they get a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball, if they get a little more balanced offensively, I think no, no question about it. Tennessee's the second best team in the SEC East, and you know, I think I, I'm not. I'll be done in a week as far as my my first set of power ratings. But mm-hmm. my, my gut is telling me that Tennessee's going to be in the top ten. So I mean, look, after the last 15 years uh, of Tennessee football, you know, the last couple of years, and you know, counting this upcoming season. I mean, you got to have a smile on your face. No question about it. What uh, What'd you do for the Super Bowl, Brad? Just uh, watch it at home by yourself, or you know what? Uh, I fell asleep. People are like, "Oh, you're drinking?" No, I'm just old <laughs> fat, and I had a carb load. I ate a pizza. I fell asleep. I missed, you know, one book in town went Travis Kelsey under eight receptions. I had already bet over six and a half. Yeah. I missed the bet. Uh, it was, you talk about embarrassing performances. I'm pretty self-deprecating. <laughs> I mean, I had a extremely embarrassing performance Super Bowl. I, I missed most of the game. I fell wow. asleep. Wow. So you just loaded yeah. up on carbs and just, just passed out, huh? Yeah. Well, I did not have a good betting experience leading up to it. Right. Uh, I kind of tweeted this out. William Hill's still down their app, but I went in person, had to stand in line. You, I was betting parlays, and you know my, you know. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, Brad, wait, hang on. Brad Powers was betting parlays. Yeah, they allow you to parlay the props. Okay, which I got gotcha. you. Should gotcha. not be the case. So, what do I mean by that? Well, there's correlation. If you think the game's going to be higher scoring, certainly you think there's going to be. You know, I'll take over for first downs. I'll take over you know, longest touchdown, I'll take over, you know, a bunch of stuff. So there's a lot of correlation there that, that leads to, to being very good bets. But I'm trying to make bets, you know, just simple parlay cards, 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there. Yeah. You would have thought I was trying to rob the place. They had to take my ID. <laughs> this man, I stood in line. I had to apologize to people behind me because, you know, I, I stood there for 20 or 30 minutes. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, you got to be in and out. I mean, boom, right. bang, boom. And uh, it was just a terrible experience. And then, I mean – same book, their app goes down. So maybe Karma, uh, Karma's on my side at least on that one. They, they, their app's still down here in Nevada. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable is right. All right, uh, I'm a single guy on Valentine's Day. No plans. You got any <laughs> plans? What do you got going on? Uh, I, I yeah, I'm single too. So I I do have a buddy that owns a bar. Uh, it's kind of like a Cheers bar where everybody knows your name. I'll probably. Drink my sorrows and at least we'll have one or two there. <laughs> well, have one for me. I'll I'll do a long distance cheers uh, with you, my man. Someday, someday, Brad. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> Thanks for joining Take us. Care. Get your plugs in real quick, buddy. Yeah, BradPowerSports.com. Click on the Bill King tab, top of the page. Download past issues for free, and uh, we'll have some uh, college basketball coming up in a couple weeks as far as March Madness. Great stuff. Have a great day, man. Thanks, Brad. All right. Take care. All right. Brad Powers, always entertaining to have him on with us every Tuesday.